0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, Carol Francis here. As you can hear by the background and the sounds going on, and then the coffee, tea, and bean and torrents on Hawthorne Boulevard here in the area. Come visit. I came here to be a people watcher, and instead, I and the other person here are looking at our computer. That's it. The isolation this is funny. And yet, why would either of us come here? What gave me the idea for the program is that last Sunday I had to get a project done. And I opted to put the project in the middle of a coffee shop. Yeah, Starbucks, you know the one. The one on the corner of Artesia and Hawthorne Boulevard. Big, everybody there had its computer pulled out. By the end of the five hours that I was there, not only had I had enough caffeine for an elephant, but I knew all the people in there that had stayed a while. A nurse, a businessman, student and his girlfriend, the person who sold me the food, who actually told me that I needed to eat. I hadn't eaten in a long time, and no doubt my body wasn't being well nutritioned. (laughs) I love it. You know, the whole scene of a coffee shop has been around for as long as we know. You know, pubs, pubs and the popularity of getting together in the community area, having a drink, the proverbial oral gratification of whatever the culture is. And so I hear I sit in one of the most popular coffee shops. More than enough, the coffee shops when I was around earlier in salon, when you could get a cup of coffee for 25 cents. Now I'm that old. Can you imagine? I'm just sitting here waiting, wondering who's going to come in. Early when I walk in and set up, there was this huge table of people, probably about eight, eight men and one woman, all extremely physically fit. Men were sitting in there talking loudly, like they really wanted you to hear. Like I was their audience for this grand and glorious stage production that was right in front of all of us. And they were sitting there cursing the woman that they had divorced. The poor woman, who was actually the most physically fit of all of them, was sitting there talking about how her daughter had called her interesting, she was the one that was in the connection. And yet the men were wildly connected with each other and even stayed longer. I wanted them to stay long enough to interview them. But here we've got a worker, someone playing with a container of ice coffee and another one playing around with steam popping out of a recently cleaned plastic container, no doubt for recycling. Does that sound a little boring? So what do we all do when we're bored and we're alone? Well, let's see. If I have a moment or a chance to be bored... And I think what I would do is go to the Internet. And since I'm on the Internet anyway, because I have to be in order to put the switchboard on, things that I saw that were interesting is the rationalization for repairing the Hubble spacecraft, which is actually really cool. Can you imagine floating around like that? And it says, drink up space station recycling urine to to water. (laughs) I really needed to know that, didn't I? Isn't that fascinating? And people watching, and people watching on the internet, wondering what is it like. They've gone to something so radical and extreme—an outer space walk where they're repairing, like computer technicians, the function of a telescope that's been out there for so long, letting us know about the amazing things out there in outer space. We're so small, and there they were—they touched the rim of it as far as any human being has gone, as the moon. To me, it's amazing. Well, let's not forget now we've had a new fossil finding. It says that a 47-million-year-old fossil found in Germany may be the key link to explaining the evolution of early primates, and perhaps telling us about the development that led to modern human beings, modern human beings 47 million years ago. Do you know I was reading yesterday about who's really biologically linked to human beings? So while we share 90 to 95% of our DNA, like with the chimps, monkeys, uh, you know, the, the primates of our current existence, 90 to 95% were like them in DNA. But actually, when it comes to all the sociological studies of similarities between human beings and animals, you know the animal that's the most like the human being and most able to communicate and relate to the human being is, yes, Yes, I think you know it. The ever domesticated dog. The dog. The dog, more responsive to us than anybody else. And so far, no one's responding here. It's interesting, though. The workers are talking. The one, ah, here's the Kindle. The Kindle for the iPhone 1.1 release. Mmm, that's going to be nice. Yesterday, someone told me that there's going to be the technology so advanced that you'll actually be able to hold up a screen, like a little tablet computer, up to someone. And that, that screen, just like in Star Trek in 1966, would be able to ascertain the actual validity of what the individual's saying because it would be able to compare what they're saying to any plethora of resources that would both examine the person sitting in front of you Examine the person's history based on DNA and whatever other things are recorded, and also based on whatever information we can download off the net to come up with those immediate answers. I don't know about your discussions in coffee shops like this, but when I come with a friend or any members of my family, we have that delicious, heated discussion about what's truth or not truth, and everybody is posed in their position and their thinking. Nowadays, those discussions come to a quick end as soon as you pull out that nice information-based cell phone, go on the Internet and said pop in that question. That smartphone ends that conversation and debate pretty quickly. But you know what's nice about it? It ends up breeding an attitude of, oh, really? I didn't know that. Or, I don't know. I disagree. But now we're disagreeing with the third unknown entity or party. I think we should enter in the factoids of all the discussions we have ever had on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is a coffee coffee shop discussion of Wikipedia knowledge. I, I think that would be great. Well, let's see. Uh, no one's coming here. A little bit of artificial sweetener being added. You know, the coffee shop, just like the bar thing, you would think it would be kind of like a great pickup scene for singles. You come here, you buy by yourself, you don't have your wedding ring on if you're single. And there's another person relaxing, eating their muffin or drinking a cup of coffee, just kind of staring around. It's interesting in California that we keep ourselves relatively to ourselves. I mean, I open up a conversation any day of the week, and we'll do it even here. Oh, a woman just walked in with a really cute little baby. Man, I'm such a woman. She's dragging it in. One day that baby's going to be coming in and drinking his own cup of coffee. Right now he's completely hypnotized by the sound in the background and all the roar of the coffee machines that are kind of percolating, the motors of all it is. Everybody looking away from each other and up on the information screen. Not really connecting, but here we are. Woman looks at me, kind of smiles, looks away. It's a baby. Baby's even looking at the screen. It used to be you could go into the airport and you could sit and watch where the people were leaving to catch the airplanes. And you know, you're sitting around for an hour or two, or if your airplane's late, you're even there for eight, ten hours. Sit around. You used to have friends that would go and write their novels, do their artwork in the middle of the waiting area to aboard the airplane. They said it was the best place for inspiration for all sorts of character analysis. You could put any sort of descriptor of an individual in there, or an event, or an isolated conversation. A little bit of ordinariness. So some of those that actually are listening to this that are old enough to really know who Neil Simon is. I know, his plays are still around every so often, although the last one I went to it was so archaic and old-fashioned. The relationships dynamics were so... Oh, give me a break. They weren't even the same male-female process because we don't even walk in the same male-female relationship, at least not here in California. The Neil Simon used to be a great observer of ordinary dialogue. I remember talking with someone I was intimate with and laughing because it seemed like it was a Neil Simon script wannabe and laughing because that was our feeling well, let's see here. Now here's a new smash gear. No one's here. In fact, it looks like the one person that's here. Wow, odd is this. It's 8:09. I would think this would be the time everybody'd be piling in for their coffee. Off to work, I guess. Guess if I were in a pub late at night, it might be a little different. Maybe I'll try that next time. Go to some some Irish pub, grab some sort of some sort of a Guinness. Hmm. Apple Media Pad won't launch until 2010, says an analyst, yeah, for all that smartphone equipment that they offer. Oh, by the way, guess I'm actually recording all of this. That's right, the new technology. I'm not on a microphone, maybe <laughs> you can tell. I'm on my iPhone. It's the only system that seems to be able to work anywhere and everywhere. I'm on a smartphone doing a radio station. If someone had told me that a year ago i take say, Get real, there's no way that's going to occur. But here I am. Well, someone's got to come in here sooner or later that's willing to have a conversation. How do you start a conversation with a stranger? Well, I know when I'm being looked up and down. Well, I know when you look up and down. You know how you feel when you're being looked up and down. You know, the guy behind me is actually a little bit smarter than I am because he actually looks like he's studying to be a real estate agent. And, uh, and even though today it seems like real estate is the last place you want to go, the truth is, that's the right place to go. Now is the time to invest. Things are well. anybody have any money out there. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of money. After the mess of all this is, there is money everywhere. And some way, somehow, it seems like that money has disappeared. I know that seems unrealistic for me to say. Let get a load of what someone was saying about mutual funds or 401Ks, or 401Ks invested in mutual funds. Did you hear about this? There's actually a statement, and I believe it was like on 60 Minutes, where it people that were helping us invest our money in our 401K retirements, all of which have crashed by at least 60%, actually didn't lose that type of money. Because they took the money and invested it apparently in lower valued, so they didn't have to give us the same exchange for the money. But then in reality, they took our money and invested it in higher value stocks, and so they actually are earning money on our money and pretending that it is invested in what we think they've invested it in. Oh my goodness gracious! There's a whole lot of things happening now. There are people who are smarter than we are in terms of manipulating the system. Definitely, are not sitting in this coffee coffee shop right now. They're proactively out there figuring out the next angle. The strategist's life. I've got to hand it to them. I don't really have the interest in doing that because, quite frankly, it's people watching. I got into psychology because I love philosophy philosophy of human nature, philosophy of what we believe and think, what makes us function, what's our purpose in life, the existential quandaries of meaningfulness. I got into psychology because I wanted to understand the origins of what went on inside of the human being that made them nice or made them mean. I got into psychology because I you know, basically have a temperament of a healer. If someone's in pain, I'd like to see if there's something I can do about it. And if I can do something about it, boy, is that gratifying. And if I can't do something about it, well, at least I can do my best to make the situation a little bit more comfortable. I make mean, a little more comfortable. Ah, here's another little baby. I got into psychology because of a little sense of altruism. Maybe I could give out maybe my energy and my happiness would actually make someone else feel happier, too. I told you about the research on another broadcast. If you actually are in a happy state and you are actually in the process of radiating that happiness, oh, well, maybe I should try that now. Someone just gave me a look. This still better. The serotonin and dopamine will increase. That was yesterday's program. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm seeing on an ordinary business station a whole rendition about money, and guess what they're talking about is raising money. Playboy Inc. Mm-hmm. Pornographic sites and magazines, uh, and even though they took a big bite, my understanding is, in terms of their income, looks like they're not hurting too bad. Sooner or later, the cheap pleasures of the internet pornography is going to come back with a full swing. It's not a bigger swing. It's cheap pleasure. People are in pain. They go for this cheap pleasure. Have you noticed, for example, more people are overweight now? They're eating more. They're in deal because it's cheap pleasure. And they may not be eating out at restaurants, but they are eating out at fast foods. And they are eating. There's nothing prosperity tends to breed help, toned, exercise, disciplined body. Just seems to go the other direction. Now, here comes someone. She's wearing that look of, don't bother me. I have absolutely no wish to interface with anyone. And she's interesting to look at. Beautiful leather furs with a nice wool lining from a lamb. Kind of gives it that New Zealand look with her brown. Here's a man smiling. Or cup of coffee. He's looking at the blonde that I just described. He's looking straight at her, straight at her, straight at her. Oh, she looked up. He looked away. You know, the old dance thing. She went into her papers, and now he's walking past her and going to the billboard. That means absolutely nothing to him. But maybe there's a little bit of curiosity what the community's up to. Goes into the baby guy. Not like a woman. A woman looking at a baby. Oh, my gosh, you can't take your eyes off of the baby. That's definitely weeded in our DNA what are you doing right now? Now, who's, Who are you in the process of actually looking at? Let me see if I can grab a hold of you. Anybody calling in? No one's calling in. I'm sitting here by myself. 347-326-9364. Guys, call on in. All right, guys, 347-326-9364. Call in. Let me know what sort of people watching you're doing at this particular moment. Let me go back to the internet. Sad about the crash this morning. You got a hand that to flying an airplane is kind of experience. of giving that control, you genies like before you go on the airplane because you know there's just a high probability. It's a high probability that you're going to succeed. <laughs> Absolutely nothing's going to happen to you, but on the off chance, it's on the off chance. It's on the off chance. You pray. You pray, like I talked about yesterday, that no one's an atheist in a foxhole. You pray that you're going to see your children the next day. You pray that you're going to get to land on your vacation have a good time. Oh, yeah, and then you can go ahead and be annoyed at all the long lines that still exist. Last time I was on the airplane was in the last couple of uh, months, a couple of times. I was at least done two trips on the airplane. No line whatsoever. And I'm coming from Los Angeles Airport. Easiest, breeziest opportunity I've ever had, because no one would flying. Well, let's see. Dow jumps down 154. NASDAQ down 38. But, you know, it's really relatively speaking. It says the stock got smacked. Jobless came. It's still tough out there. What did they expect? Hired? Do your homework. Land a job. 100 top NBA employers. Economy to resume growth this year. Well, can't really do much different interests me. that the people who are business owners or CEOs of companies, they really do have a philanthropic job and that's to keep people employed. Next time you see a boss, say thanks. Thanks, boss, for keeping me employed. Thanks for your kindness to overlook my inadequacies, my flakiness, my laziness, my distractions from my own personal life. Thanks. For keeping me hired. That's kindness because no one needs to keep anybody hired anymore. Let's see what's happening on Walmart stores. They certainly got some press. Well, let's see. Bored as can be, there's not a single person sitting down. They're all traveling in and out. I'm going to have to try to do this at a different time or different scenario. I'm going to look outside. No one walking around. After the earthquakes that we had on Sunday, people were saying that the neighborhoods that were impacted, everybody was standing out and talking, actually having a relationship with neighbors that they hadn't talked to in, oh, weeks, maybe months, actually inviting each other over, say, oh, yeah, come over to my place, and they kind of reaching out, both not wanting to be alone. What is it about desire that wakes us up to the realization that we want to be connected? It's like scary. Well, let's share. So is that the thing that's going to bring us connected? I was hoping that when we started going through this really serious crash economically that it would actually breed a solidarity in the communities. So we have to stand up for each other and help each other out. i know I've made actually a lot more donations. I give a lot more money to a street person than I have before. Passing by is not just a passive thing. I know I can have an impact in that person's life and that dollar five dollars can mean a whole lot more to that person. I didn't know that might use it for alcohol. and it is gonna to mean to me if I go to a coffee shop like this and spend it. Hoping that there's more solidarity out there. If there is in your experience, call. Call. Let me know. Let us know. Inspire each other to be able to really be able to be able to just one another. Okay, let's let's go back, see if anybody's out there. There folks. I'm sitting there. We're sitting there. That's all there is to it looking I'm oh, moving out. Mm. You know, sort of listening to this. Which I hope you're listening to while you're doing other things. Listen to this. What would happen if you were busy creating something that had a huge impact on maybe the four or five people that you know best. You know, like Called him up, wrote him a note, sent him a little something in the mail, old mail, cell mail, mail, something tangible, or even an email. How about if you just kind of gave him a voicemail message and say, Hi, thinking about you? I love texting. I know some people my age are really like, What is this texting about? I think it's awesome. Number one, I really enjoy writing. You'll have to read some of my writing one day. I love it. I love the expression of weaving words together on a paper and then rewriting it so that it really captures the sense of what I'm trying to say, even though I know that the reader is probably going to put their own spin on the words I choose, because it's not going to mean the same to them once they're reading the words. But then once I've been able to express myself and I just send that text, do I know within a matter of a few moments or a few hours, that the person's going to be thinking about me. That makes me feel connected kind of odd, but it does. And then when they respond, I know there actually was blink. link. It's like the going back and forth is almost more profound than it is when you're talking on a phone. Like a talking on a phone can be, yes, hello, hi, to the point, description, and somehow the description is dropped in the ethereal airwaves. It's done. It's over with. You don't know if that person's actually thought it through. But when they're reading what you took the time to write, I don't know about you, but I take time to write. I spin the words and weave them just a certain way. And, of course, spell check always funny on an iPhone cause it's always correcting the words <laughs> because it doesn't recognize the ones I want to use. So then I have a dialogue with my iPhone, I tell you that. Not one that's probably going to be out for public exposure. Walmart stores. Walmart, I may have fallen to second place. But shareholders surely don't mind. Last year, Walmart boasted the seventh best one-year stock return of any Fortune 500 company. That's right, 19.499%. The Dollar Tree had the highest return of 60.8. With credit crunch, consumers looking for bargains, Walmart has emerged as a rare recession buster, consisting growing... Same store sells at the expense of Target and other high-priced rivals. But the biggest threat to Walmart comes not from the economy, interesting, or other retailers, but from the U.S. government. The union-backed card check bill, if passed, could lead to rather unionization, rapid unionization of the Walmart stores. And then guess what? They'd actually have to pay their people some gracious salaries ones that they might actually be able to live on. It's an interesting dilemma we have in the United States. We want to pay our people who work for us enough. We want to keep their economy status sufficient to be able to live in this amazingly expensive society. And yet at the same time, since it's caused so much outsourcing, oh, so much outsourcing, it's made it so that we don't even have the opportunity to have jobs. I mean, let's face it. The jobless situation maybe in part due to companies have to cut back because they've lost some the money due to their own stock investments going so foul. But long before that occurred, we were outsourcing so many basic jobs that weren't costing all that much for us to maintain in the United States, but they're cheaper. I mean, face it. The last time I called Dell, oh my goodness. The last time I called. My credit card company, I was talking to someone in India to try to clean up because someone had misused my credit card that I didn't even know. That outsourcing, boy, that's what's caused this joblessness situation to be such a bite. Face it, we tried to make our economy better and cheaper to live in for our consumers, and we've made it harder for the consumers to live in. They don't have money. Well, let's take a look at another sort of interesting, interesting phenomenon. Tweeter, social network gives companies new ways to reach customers. Will it ever make the Fortune 500? Well, there's the CEO. Oh, man. Evan Williams, you are a young one. Let's talk about youth. In the hands of intelligent, progressive, energetic youth to understand and get technology and can work as fast as it can currently because it was raised in the high-pitched world, that's, that's, that's the use that controls it. And I'm in my 50s. I don't mind telling you that. And I love watching my boys who are in this fast-paced technology world and keeping pace with it amazingly well. I watch them, and I know they're going to have to conquer a world that moves lickety-split. I mean, faith at the speed of light is one thing, but the speed of the mind is so much faster. We don't even know how fast the mind goes. And when the mind can translate itself into some sort of material fashion, we're going to have a lot of different shows on the whole issue of being able to create what you intend, create what you want, you know, the law of attraction, the law of intentionality, the book of secrets that became so popular. The thing is that we're actually seeing in material form the ability of these people, these young CEOs, to create an idea, put that down in some programming language that basically is not very long program, and be able to create a social network that gives companies new ways to reach customers, and face it. Our wonderful smartphones are now really open for all sorts of marketing twists that are going up and down. There's no shortage of trying to advertise and get our attention and trying to get our money. Speaking of our money and back to the economy, you know one of the best ways to get our economy back going is to get people to spend more money on wasted, trivial items, you know, try- needless things, the needless things. Have you ever read Dr. Seuss's collection on the needless things? Making a sweater that no one needs to wear, and yet everybody wants to buy it? I'm learning about that with Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Actually, it's really interesting being followed. I'm on Twitter but a lot of people are concerned about child custody. If you've looked at my list of shows, I'm tremendously concerned about the impact it's having on child abuse. And I'm going to pursue that. all the media blitz I can possibly have. And if you're there to help, please do so. Well, that's so interesting. People who are Twittering me have all sorts of different takes on the child custody issue. It the interesting now that I put one out on spiritual growth and related to emotional well-being. And how about this people-watching routine? Okay, more people are beginning to come in, talking on their cell phones. Can't interrupt that conversation. It'll be fun to get close enough to have it. But they've kept away from me. They kind of look at me and wonder who I'm talking to. I kind of, oh, here's an old gentleman. Let's describe what he's doing. He's an older gentleman. He's probably running in his almost 70s. He's dressed in a splash of wonderful silk black suit. I'm going to surmise that he's a lawyer. The reason he's a lawyer is that medical doctors, which also have that look, are not as likely to dress up anymore in California. They're either in their fatigue. Oh, Ash, yeah, he's with his wife. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful elderly wife. Wonderful gold necklace. She's drinking. She's sipping her coffee, taking the lid off, and taking in the fumes that come up into her nostril, clearing her sinuses, no doubt. She's had lots of cups of coffee. How sweet. And how wonderful. She's with her man, man of a really long time. There's just a connection between the two of them. Tremendous familiarity, knowing each other. I'm sure they've been through a lot of cracks, but a lot of cracks. A friend of mine I'll be interviewing is a wonderful author. His name is Michael Ortiz-Hill. He wrote to me yesterday a quote. quote simply said was that in the cracks of who we are, we shouldn't shun those cracks of imperfection. Because it's in those cracks and through those cracks that the light from the outside has space to come in. it's when we're all closed up that we're not open to light. And then it's in the light of the cracks from others that our compassion can extend out to them. That's going to be on a book review interview soon, probably within the next two weeks, and I'll let you know. Well, it's been great to share this people-watching moment. Someone's forgetting here with yellow strips of hair, orange, black, and she's in black and white stripes. and I tell you, she's grabbed my attention, and she's totally into it. She's fine. She's good. I love it when everybody's okay with themselves. Have a good day. Dr. Carol Francis signing off.